Welcome to the Illuminated Word Podcast. Each day we'll look at a text from the weekly readings from the Westgate Church Bulletin. We will look at background material and also application of the text. So once again, welcome to the Illuminated Word Podcast. Hi there. Thank you for listening to another Thursday edition of the Illuminated Word. I'm David McLean. Our reading today is going to come from Acts chapter 8. We'll read verses 26 through 40. We've come to the encounter that Philip has with the Ethiopian eunuch. Starting in verse 26, it says, An angel of the Lord spoke to Philip, Get up and go south to the road that goes down from Jerusalem to Gaza. This is the desert road. So he got up and went. There was an Ethiopian man, a eunuch, and high official of Candace, queen of the Ethiopians, who was in charge of her entire treasury. He had come to worship in Jerusalem and was sitting in his chariot on his way home, reading the prophet Isaiah aloud. The spirit told Philip, Go and join that chariot. When Philip ran up to it, he heard him reading the prophet Isaiah and said, Do you understand what you're reading? The eunuch said, How can I unless someone guides me? So he invited Philip to come up and sit with him. Now the scripture passage he was reading was this. He was like a sheep to the slaughter, and as a lamb is silent before its shearer, so he does not open his mouth. In his humiliation, justice was denied him. Who will describe his generation? For his life is taken from the earth. The the eunuch replied to Philip, I ask you, who is the prophet saying this about, himself or another person? So Philip proceeded to tell him the good news about Jesus, beginning from that scripture. As they were traveling down the road, they came to some water, and the eunuch said, Look, there's water. What would keep me from being baptized? Verse 37, And Philip said, If you believe with all your heart, you may. And he replied, I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. Then he ordered the chariot to stop, and both Philip and the eunuch went down into the water, and he baptized him. When they came up out of the water, the Spirit of the Lord carried Philip away, and the eunuch did not see him any longer. But he went on his way rejoicing. Philip appeared in Azotus, and as he was traveling and evangelizing all the towns until he came to Caesarea. So here we are at the Ethiopian eunuch. We looked at this uh, at length this last Sunday in our sermon. I would encourage you to go to our YouTube page and uh, find that sermon uh, as we looked at the Ethiopian eunuch and uh, some lessons from the Ethiopian eunuch and and what we know about him. Uh, Things like he was a man of power. Uh, He was probably a convert to Judaism, but because of his uh, him being an Ethiopian, and uh, which is a, a foreigner, and also the fact he was a eunuch, uh, actually stopped him from being able to fully convert, including baptism and circumcision. Uh, so as he travels Jerusalem to worship, uh, really what he's doing is he's traveling to Jerusalem uh, to, to be an outsider. Uh, he will not be accepted. He's not allowed into uh, the inner sanctuary, uh, but he just, he just wants to go and, and to be able to worship God, to, to do what God calls his followers to do. Um, so anyways, I encourage you to go back and look at that because we're not going to get too much into that. Instead, I just kind of want to look at Philip here for a second. Uh, we are introduced to Philip. Last Thursday, we looked at Acts chapter 6 and the choosing of the seven, uh, which is where we are introduced to Philip. Uh, he is one of the seven that is chosen to uh, handle the issue of the widows being overlooked in distribution of food. And then we see him now in Acts chapter 8, just a couple of chapters later, uh, preaching. So he's handled this problem. Now he's moved on to evangelizing, to go around and, and, and preaching. Uh, 
he goes and preaches in Samaria, big cities. And then he's led to the desert to preach to one uh, lonely, lost person. One lost, confused, we'll say confused, not lost, confused soul. Uh, and then uh, from here, Philip is whisked away. And it says that he uh, appeared in Azotus and traveling evangelizing, evangelizing all the towns until he came to Caesarea. And uh, then that's kind of the last time we hear about Philip. His hometown was Caesarea. Uh, Luke places him there and then mentions him only once more in Acts when Paul and his companions are passing through Caesarea uh, on Paul's final trip to Jerusalem. And so it's just interesting to see Philip, the kind of person that he was, the fact that he was, when he had a problem, when he was assigned to take care of a problem, he did it. But then he was open to the Spirit's leading. Uh, when the angel of the Lord tells him to go, he goes. He doesn't question. He doesn't argue. Uh, he doesn't talk back. <laughs> he doesn't um, object. He just goes. And he's willing to, to preach to this, uh, this Ethiopian, this outsider, this foreigner. And he sits there and he, and he teaches him about Jesus and what Isaiah 53 was saying and, and preaches the whole gospel to him. And then this outsider who, you know, was probably not allowed baptism in convert, converting to Judaism, steps down into the water with this eunuch and baptizes him. And then he's whisked away by the Spirit. I think that's a supernatural thing. Some people made some people tend to think that means that their relationship just came to an end, but but I believe it's a supernatural whisking away. Uh, you know, somehow I don't know what it looks like, don't know what it was, but I know it says the spirit took him away, and the eunuch did not see him anymore. But instead, the eunuch went on uh, praising, uh, and giving thanks for what had happened. Philip's just interesting to me that we only see a little bit of him, but we can tell that he was a man of God who was willing to move and willing to do what the the Spirit calls him to do. A uh, couple of things to point out in verse 37. It may not actually be included in a um, translation that you're reading from. It's not in all translations. Uh, it's called the baptism, baptismal confession. Uh, it doesn't appear in any manuscripts of Acts uh, prior to the 6th century. The NIV and, and other translations um, that use uh, what they say is the best textual evidence for the New Testament. They don't include this statement in the text. And the statement was more than likely inserted uh, by a copyist, someone who was you know, copying the scriptures, who knew uh, a common form of confession that had come to be generally accepted among Christians. Um, so I think it reflects uh, an acceptable uh, form of verbal confession, but it's not a mandatory form of verbal confession. Uh, it's always been tied to baptism from the earliest days of the church. Um, but if, you, if if I read verse 37 and you're reading along, you realize, hey, 37 is not in my, my, my translation. Well, that that's why. But also, let's just say that it, it actually was part of it. Um, let's say that, let's put aside the early uh, textual evidence and put aside the fact that it's not there. What if Philip did say this? What if Philip did ask him, um, if you believe with all your heart, you may be baptized? It's interesting to think about what Philip had experienced to this point. If you go uh, earlier in chapter 8, there's a story of Simon the Sorcerer, uh, or Simon the Magician. And Philip's going around, and he's preaching. He's preaching about Jesus, and, and people are paying attention to him. You know, They're following him around. They're, following him around, they're listening. They hear, uh, they hear what he says and saw the signs that he's performing. Um, and then Simon comes along. Verse 9 says, a man named Simon had previously practiced sorcery in that city uh, and astounded the Samaritan people. 
but then they all paid attention. Well, they all paid attention to Simon, from the least of them to the greatest. And then they said, this man is called the great power of God. Uh, but when they believed in Philip, as Philip was preaching the good news about the kingdom of God in the name of Jesus, uh, both men and women were baptized. So then that caught the eye of Simon himself. Simon listened, says Simon himself believed, and after he was baptized, he went around constantly with Philip and was astounded as he observed the signs and great miracles that were being performed. So Philip, you know, he's familiar with Simon. He was the one who baptized Simon, more than likely, taught Simon. Uh, here's this great sorcerer, this man that was considered great in the city, and now he is converted uh, to the faith as well. Then you read on, starting verse 14 of chapter 8, when the apostles who were at Jerusalem heard that Samaria had welcomed God's message, they sent Peter and John to them, and after they went down there, they prayed for them so the Samaritans might receive the Holy Spirit. Uh, for they had not yet come down on any of them. The Holy Spirit had not yet come down on any of them. They had only baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. So then Peter and John laid their hands on them, and they received the Holy Spirit. Here's the important. When Simon saw the Holy Spirit was given through the laying on of the apostles' hands, he offered them money and said, Give me this power too, so that anyone I lay hands on may receive the Holy Spirit. But Peter told them, told him, May your silver be destroyed with you, because you thought the gift of God could be bought with money. And then Simon says, Please pray for please please pray to the Lord for me, so that nothing you've said may happen to me. Um, you know, here's Simon, who seems like a true convert, who seems like he's genuine. But really what he was searching for was power. And when he offers to to pay the apostles, give him the power of the Holy Spirit. Uh, they they just lay into him. I know how it feels to pour into someone to believe that they are sincere and converted, and then they do something that you never expected. They turn their back on the faith. They turn their back on God. Uh, they get lost in a lifestyle that that you know that they know that you know they know is wrong. It's ungodly. You know, tradition says that Simon the Sorcerer actually went on to uh, begin the great uh, her heresy against the church uh, called uh, Gnosticism. But so in that light, Philip experienced that with Simon the Sorcerer. It's interesting that, uh, and it, well, it's not interesting. It makes the question he says, or the thing that he says to possibly the eunuch even more important. When he says, if you believe with all your heart, you may be baptized. And that's when the eunuch says, I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. Because Philip had already dealt with Simon the Sorcerer. He realized there was more than just words to this. They needed to believe in their heart. Uh, and of course the eunuch believed. Tradition says that uh, the eunuch went back and was responsible for converting many to Christianity in Ethiopia. Uh, even the queen is what tradition says. Uh, so this man went back and uh, just brought other people to know Jesus and the gift that he had experienced. Uh, I don't know if that was uh, encouraging to you, <laughs> or not encouraging, but informal, informing, inf informational, there we go, to you at all. Um, again, I encourage you to go find the, the sermon from this past Sunday on our YouTube channel. Um, but it is interesting to see uh, kind of how tradition plays out from some of these stories, uh, how Philip had a small part to play in a, in a very important moment in this eunuch's life, and not only this eunuch's life, but in the country of Ethiopia as a whole. Uh, and then we don't hear from him again. Uh, it just goes to show that God can do some incredible things uh, with, with normal people and can do some incredible things even though we can't see uh, the full picture. Thank you for listening, not just today, but each time you listen to The Illuminated Word. Our hope is that this podcast encourages you each time 
Maybe you learned something new you didn't know before, but that it would encourage you to continue living your faith as you move uh, throughout your day. And of course, our prayer is also that you would see opportunities that God has opened for you each day to be a blessing to those around you in some form or fashion. And until next time you listen to the Illuminated Word, have a blessed day.